Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Fiona Mack who is featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley and Walla Walla. Fiona is the owner and winemaker of Smack Wines in Walla Walla. Fiona, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. If you will, tell me what one of your first professional jobs was. The very first job was working for a sushi bar at college. And the sushi bar in the beginning was very, very small. So you had to do everything yourself. Like read people, answer phones, take orders, take the plates to the customers, busing, and then even dishes. So you learn basically everything about a restaurant really quickly, even though it's in a very small scale. And then that restaurant quickly in the second year turned from 15 seats to 55 seats. So it was a... wow. Great learning experience as well, <laughs> all of a sudden now doing more, but you're still doing all the functions, but you have more people working together with you. Which is helpful. Yes. And then eventually kind of being in charge of the cashier role, because back then there was only one point of sale system. So everything was handwritten, but then the checks were uh, done by the point of sale system and you have to quickly learn the system in order to do it. And so I was put in charge of that. And so it was sort of a supervisory role, um, but it was a very, very eye-opening and uh, great job that I had for the first job in college. Well, and you wore so many hats there initially that you got to gain a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So that's, yes. that probably was very helpful as your career continued to develop. So you studied hospitality management. Then you got swayed to move to Walla Walla and pursue a career in the wine industry. So what was that turning point where you knew you wanted to move out west and pursue wine? So before I came out to Walla Walla, I was working at a steakhouse. And working at a steakhouse is great um, because the wine list is so red wine driven. And so if you're wanting to learn a lot about red wine, you get a lot of exposure. And then the company is a great company. They wanted most of the managers to have sommelier titles so they can actually help out on the floor and selling wine. And so they paid for the training and all the certification and everything for me and others, other managers. And so it was very nice to be able to have the exposure into wine as I did. And then I realized that I actually like the business of wine more than the restaurant business. And so I was looking for a different job at the time. And uh, that is when a friend of mine told me about this program in Walla Walla that she was going to. And I thought it was a great way at that time to round out my wine education first. 
and then I can make an informed decision as to what next. But then in the end, I just fell in love with winemaking. I just stuck with it. You became a Somme when you were at the restaurant and then you ventured out west to Walla Walla to get further education and right. fell in love with it. And to accelerate the story, in 2018, you decided to start your own brand. Right. Yes. So <laughs> that's a big endeavor. So what prompted that? Why start your own brand instead of just go work for somebody? So I was working for someone um, before I started my own wine brand. Right. I worked in Custom Crush Winery where you work for anywhere from 14 to 16 clients, depending on the vintage. So that was very exciting as well. That was a lot of exposure again. And uh, you get to basically do 14 harvests in one. One season. I thought um, at the job that I was at, there wasn't really anywhere that I can advance to Mm. because I was already leading the lab. I was in charge of the lab um, and doing all the lab work. You weren't interested in going to work for a a sole winery or, I mean, taking on your own brand is a huge endeavor when you can just work for somebody else and collect a paycheck and do what you love. Right. But Walla Walla is quite small. Yes. So there wasn't many jobs that I can actually advance to. At that point, were you committed to staying there? Yes. But you know how sometimes you're working for someone or you're doing something, then sometimes your friends or your family will say something like, oh, have you ever thought about opening your own winery? And all along, I've been saying no to the question because I've always wanted to please other people and help other people. And so I thought, oh, I'm very happy, you know, doing what I'm doing because I get to help 14 people make their wines. But then the more I thought about it, I can always make something that pleases people then I started thinking uh, more and more into this starting the wine business and what I can do. And at that time, I was visiting my sister. She lives in France and we would meet in the the French Riviera all the time. And when you're there, you just, you know, hang out at the beach, you drink rosé and it's a little bit more carefree in a way and less complicated. And I haven't in a while just had a wine that I didn't try to analyze the wine and kind of have this feeling that it's fun and it's not complicated. And so I just thought this is a great mentality to have. And so I decided to bring the mentality back to Walla Walla and just make rosé. Because also at that time in Walla Walla, we didn't make enough rosé. So when... July and August when all these summer months when it's over 100 degrees we wouldn't have any rosé to drink but you changed all of that mm-hmm. yes I did <laughs> you led the charge and you make three different rosés which I love I am a huge fan of rosé and bubbles so I'm very excited about your endeavor um, and let's talk about the fact that you make three different rosés. What differentiates each from each other? So in the beginning, when I was thinking of the concept, I know that I wanted to make a lot of rosé, but we needed something to unify all the rosé. And I thought, since in Walla Walla, we live seasonally and we eat seasonally, and seasons is a 
concept that is quite easy for other people to understand. Right. I'm just model my rosé with the seasons. I pick the grapes that are or that gives you certain characters of a season. Basically, just try to make the wine as close to how you would feel um, in that season and together with what you might eat in the season. So take spring, for example. Spring is made with Sangiovese. And Sangiovese naturally has very high acidity. Mm -hmm. So it makes a very tart wine. It makes wine that has some mandarin and some lime notes to it as well. And the fruit um, coming from Walla Walla has quite a bit of a salinity and minerality kind of character. So it gives you a little bit of a rainwater note. So that kind of encompasses spring for us. You get a little bit of blossom, but you also get rain. And for spring, you might have some oysters, you might have some fried food, and that wine just goes really well with all the things all those foods as well. So what's the significant difference between spring and the fall winter? So fall winter, the first thing that comes to mind is layers. And so the fall winter is barrel fermented. Ah. So are done in different barrels. They're all natural oak. Mm -hmm. And so I can use different yeasts to gain more complexity and gain more layers into the wine. And that wine goes through 50% malolactic fermentation. Oh. So the mouthfeel is a little bit rounder. If someone's interested in tasting your wines, what's the best way to do that? At the moment, we, because of COVID, we're not open for indoor tasting, but we will be again. And um, we, our tasting room is at the airport area in, in Walla Walla, and we open on the weekends for tasting. And um, we recommend reservations at the moment so we can keep track of people who are coming in but we also offer local delivery free local delivery well and you have those great three packs that you can buy we try to make it easy for people right they may not know what to buy so we offer the three packs so that they can try them all i think that's that's a smart idea in the course of your winemaking career, who would you say has been your biggest influence or perhaps a mentor that's helped you along the way? I have two mentors here, maybe three mentors now. So the first one is Jean-Francois Pellet. Yes. He's the winemaker for Pepper Bridge and Armavie. I knew him from New York when I used to sell his wine. And he's definitely the first person to support me when I wanted to do anything. And the Custom Crush Winery was actually managed by him. So I sort of worked under him at one point in my career. And uh, the second mentor would be Ali Mayfield. And she was the winemaker for a winery called The Walls in Walla Walla. And she's now um, the white winemaker for Millbrandt out in Prosser. And she is a really, really great white winemaker and winemaker in general. And she's very sensory. She tastes everything and she is very confident in everything and every decision that she makes. And she makes really beautiful wine. And the third mentor is John Abbott. He started Canoe Ridge back in the 90s in Walla Walla and then 
moved on to building a beha, and then in 2014 he started his own label called Devona. That's also at the airport district as well. And he gives me all of the back end knowledge of how to start a winery. He's very generous into sharing his contacts as well for fruit sourcing and anything. And he gives me very unbiased tasting opinions about how my wines are tasting. What does he think that I need to do or not do? And he's very supportive in that way. That's wonderful. Have your wines evolved since you started your business? Have they changed? Very slightly. Every year we just try to make it better than last year. Most drastic change would be the between the 2018 and 2019 spring because we switched the fruit sources and the new one is a bit better. And so the wine is a lot more consistent now. You're a female winemaker. What advantages do you think women have as winemakers? We make really good decisions. <laughs> Are you a believer that women have better palates? Yes. And also, I would say the wines that we make tend to be a little bit more balanced. Top moment of your career so far in the wine industry? The top moment was the 2019 spring receiving the top of uh, top 20 wines under 20 from Seattle Times last October. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. You love wine. And at Total Wine & More, you can count on getting the service you deserve. Their team of fun and friendly experts are extensively trained and even travel everywhere from California to Europe to meet the producers themselves. Stop by, check out over 8,000 bottles, and see why those who know wine always drink interesting at Total Wine & More. Let's shift into your personal life. You grew up in Hong Kong. Right. Did you ever dream you would be a winemaker in Walla Walla? No, 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 not at all. Such a significant difference. Do you miss being in Hong Kong and your family? And Yes, I definitely miss my parents. They're still living there and miss the food. Just very fantastic and cheap. And there's a lot of selection. Do you get back often? Yes, I try to. But also, um, like I said, my sister lives in France mm-hmm. and she has two young girls. And so most of the time we'll just go see her instead. My parents became grandparents. So, you know, obviously they wanted to see the grandkids a little bit more. Do you ever entertain the thought of moving to France and making wine? I may, but it hasn't really crossed my mind yet. Why stay in Walla Walla? What is it about Walla Walla that keeps you there? Walla Walla is a small community, small town. Right. It has a very quirky, quaint feeling to Mm -hmm. it. Everybody is really nice and very supportive. And I feel like sometimes when you're in a metropolitan city, and while I was alone because I didn't have any family here, you feel more alone sometimes. Right. And so trying to search for a community where I feel like I can belong in and be able to give something back. And so that's what keeps you there. Yeah. Is that sense of community. If we took a step inside your home, 
today, mm-hmm. what would we see? What's your decorating style, color scheme? It's modern. It's my style. Um, a lot of white and gray tones. What's your favorite room in your house? Dining room. I love to entertain. And before I moved into this house, I just bought this house March of last year, and we moved in in August. And we just lived in an apartment before, and it was really small. And the dining room was essentially an extension of the kitchen, so it wasn't really a standalone room. But now that we moved into this bigger house, the dining room is now a standalone room, and I love it a lot. Because I love doing dinners and entertaining friends, and I also found a really beautiful antique rosewood table and a set, and a dining chair set, and so um, I love being able to display that in the in the home. Sure, show it off. Sounds beautiful. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? Do you? I'm guessing you may speak several languages. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there something that you've done that people might be surprised to learn about you? Well, my hobby is definitely cooking. Um, I cook a lot and we're actually in the process of starting a dumpling business. Oh my goodness. As if you don't have enough going on. (laughs) Dumpling is my passion. We enjoy sharing that passion with other people. Right. When's that business going to launch? This year. And will you do dumplings and rosé parries? We will. And we're going to try to find a way to make it work at the winery. Bucket list item. Do you have one you can share or have you done everything? I haven't done many things. Uh, some bucket list items will be, you know, uh, start a family and also to travel the world. Okay. Well, you've traveled just quite a few fabulous places. Can you name one or two places that you'd like to visit as soon as you are able? One of them is Portugal and the other one is Germany. Why are they places that intrigue you? I love Portuguese wine. Mm. Never been to Portugal, but I heard lots of really great things about them. That's also where most of the corks are from. So it's also could be very quite educational. And Germany... I would say actually Germany and Austria, because I've never been to neither. But my boyfriend, he worked there for one vintage, so he knows the place pretty well. So it would be nice to be able to go somewhere where he can show me places that he knew and vice versa, because I've already done it for him in Hong Kong. So um, it would be nice to have that trade off. You talked about your love of cooking and, of course, your dumpling business. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you attribute your your love of food to? Probably my dad the most. Yeah, He used to travel a lot for business. He's a financial planner, so he's not home all the time. But on the weekends when he's home, we always go out or stay in and cook. And whenever we, we go out, he would have a certain dish that he likes where he will try to recreate at home and that usually is very fun because you're trying to perfect one thing and usually I'm the person who helps him in the kitchen and so he'll teach me how to make some simple dishes and then eventually when I am a little bit older he'll teach me something more difficult. Do you still enjoy those moments together in the kitchen when you're 
together? Absolutely. And it's nice that now I've explored a lot more of the cooking that I can share some of the knowledge that I have with him as well. Whenever I am home, I try to cook with him or make him something. And then whenever he comes to Walla Walla, we'll ask him to make us some Chinese food. That's fabulous. Makes you feel like you're at home all over again. Yeah, I think, you know, also because he was so generous and he also loved entertaining. I just was inadvertently nurtured by him and by watching him all these years when I was growing up. And so I am very much like him. When you are kicking back and relaxing at home, what kind of music do you like to listen to? I love jazz. We just got a final player and we got some Coltrane. We got some big bands. I like big bands and swing and jazz. And one of my latest favorite artists, his name is George Thayer, and he just plays really great piano. And all the songs that he would play would be things like Broadway and Cole Porter. Oh, old school. And, yeah, old school okay. music. Yeah. And sometimes he's paired with an orchestra, so... It's really nice. And he's a virtuoso piano player, so it's very uplifting. Do you have music playing in your tasting room? Yes. We do a lot of more lounge music, and that is also mixed with some bossa nova and samba. A lot of variety. Are you a Mm -hmm. dancer? Yes. I studied in the um, Royal Academy of Ballet for... 11 years oh my goodness see when I asked if there was something that I might be surprised to learn there it is (laughs) (laughs) and it was because of a skiing accident that I continue 11 years is a a long time time. yeah years fly by now (laughs) don't they well why don't we wrap things up with five quick questions they're really really light-hearted what kind of car do you drive Mazda 3. What is your favorite wine pairing? Oysters and champagne. Perfect. Favorite flower? Peonies. What's one of your all-time favorite movies? My Fair Lady. Oh, that's an interesting choice. And last question. What's the last piece of candy you ate? I don't really eat sweets. (laughs) There's not a piece of chocolate or beer? No. No. Okay, well then you're off the hook on that one. Fiona, so much fun getting to know you today. Thank you. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.